Hi, welcome to another episode of On My Own Terms Podcast. My name is John Lim and I'm the host. In this podcast, I speak with the unconventional career changers and restakers who took the road slash travel. Here I discover the why and the how of the journeys and deep dive into how they navigate their careers and lives on their own terms. If you have ever felt nervous, jaded, or are currently languishing at your career or life, this podcast is for you. I want to add to that, I think, the, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, my perspective is also that I think there could be a lot more uh, perspectives oh, yeah, from sure, Asia. For sure. Uh, from Southeast Asia. Yeah, I think a lot of podcasts that we know, or at least I know, uh, are from the States, uh, from US, from, from, the, from, the, uh, from Europe. So um, yeah, that's also one reason why that prompted me to provide more, mm-hmm. I think, Asian perspectives into the podcasting uh, world out there. Uh, tell us a bit more about your, pod- uh, your co-host, <laughs> rather. Like, uh, what does he do? And uh, because the, if you guys talk about business, then I think it's somehow related to the businesses that he runs as okay, well. Okay, cool. So David, actually, so he's a former uh, agency owner. So he started his own agent. He had his own agency with business partners, and then he he kind of um, he exited that, and uh, then now he does freelance work and contract work for digital marketing. He's also an author, and he's uh, doing a bunch of different things, like you know, creating cartoons. He's a very creative person. So he actually works with uh, with me at Sync, and we do some. Uh, we use him for like SEO and some digital marketing stuff as well, because he has a lot of experience in that. So he really comes in and helps with strategic. He does a little bit of training as well. So we, he trains, um, you know, nice. um, different companies in digital marketing and stuff. And that's also Sync does that as well. So we, we use him as one of our external trainers. Has, has, the broad, has, the, has your podcast brought it in? Has, it has. Some? It has actually brought in, a, not, I wouldn't say a significant amount, amount, but we were never, I was never looking to use it as an inbound lead generation tool. For me, it was kind of a way to get over the pandemic and kind of have a good conversation, keep in touch with a friend, and hopefully, you know, maybe get a little bit of, um, you know, engagement going, people talking about it. And then eventually, a year and a half, two years down the line, kind of translate that into business. Um, I think we, were, we I got my first client in the first six to seven months. They, they heard one of our episodes, they kind of came to us. Nice. We've got a few more clients, a, a, a lot of leads, in terms of paying clients, a few uh, who have come to us and like said, "Hey, we know we, we want to work with you." You had said some really interesting stuff, and they they cited the podcast as a way that they found out about us. So I was like, "This is amazing! I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing." But you know, it's amazing. It's, it's happening. People don't buy what you sell. Yes, people buy you. I would. Well, I mean, this is what I learned. I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just thinking if people are buying me, they're buying some really weird stuff. So <laughs> I'm hoping they're buying. They're buying what I'm selling. <laughs> I'm hoping they're buying what I'm selling. Yeah, but I think your personality has got to do with like the kind of work that you do, especially if your work requires mm-hmm. creativity, right? Uh, like exploring angles that no one has thought about before. Uh, and and I, yeah, it's not like you're selling a mm-hmm. a phone charger, right? Then they look for the the cheapest one or a nicest one. So I that's what I believe in. If you're in the service industry, sometimes people buy you more than what you sell. That's how how, how I think about it. And uh, is there any memorable episodes? Um, you want to share with so us? one of our most popular episodes was actually um, because David and I both come from an agency background we were sharing horror stories about clients we had to be so when you come when you work in an agency you'd be very careful about clients that you share you talk about because the industry is so small people will kind of say like hey don't bad mouth us so what we did was we kind of removed the 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 um, the names but we started talking about real experiences that we had and for some weird reason actually not even a weird reason I know why it happened but it 
resonated really well with our uh, with our audiences, and I got a, we got a ton of feedback and like positive comments and feedback from people saying when you talked about crying. I, I, I almost cried myself because then they were sharing their own experiences. We were like, all right, we didn't ex- first of all, we didn't expect there to be any re- any listenership at that. It was a, quite an early episode. Secondly, we also didn't realize people would be super open to sharing like all the horrible experiences they had. I think COVID kind of really opened that up for us. People listened and then shared. Mm-hmm. So that to me was kind of my most fun single episode because it's just David and me. There was no one else there doing it. Uh, I if I would be remiss if I didn't actually mention that I've made some really good like I would say people who are good uh, good friends acquaintances as well uh, through the podcast and people that I know and I, I feel confident enough that I could talk to them about something and they're happy to talk to me about it. Um, that is to me almost as valuable because again it's not a single experience that's kind of the entirety of what we did because. I mean, I'm hoping you're seeing the same thing here, right? I'm, I'm not bullshitting. I'm not creating a persona. Yeah. When, when you spoke to me before the podcast was recording, it's the exact same way I was speaking to you now. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing when I talk yeah. to our guests as well. They, they see the real me before, yeah. they see the real me during. It, yeah, spot on. Uh, it's quite hard to fake it through a one-hour Yeah, one it, gets hour really it gets really yeah. tiring. It gets really tiring. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, and I think that's also the earlier of podcasts, right? People could listen to yeah. how authentic you are. Uh, there doesn't always have to be one style of uh, a voice or, or a brand that's out there. There, there can be many different kind of style, and and um, and I think people value uh, authenticity these days. Uh, and I think that's what podcast uh, podcast has brought to the world. Uh, people with different personalities are able to have a channel now to to. Uh, shout about uh, that, uh, about the things that they do. Uh, what has been the toughest part about running this podcast? Uh, it's a mix of finding the best guests, and I think it's also we have zero. We had zero technical. So at the start, we had zero technical skill whatsoever. David was the one who did most of the production work, and he was pretty shit at it. I mean, we'll be very frank. You can go back and listen to our early podcast. It was shit. Uh, the terms of quality, I think, in terms of what we're talking about, was pretty cool, but our quality was quite bad. Uh, the second thing was, uh, I was just going to repeat that one was actually finding the right guests. Like it's super hard to find people who, again, it's not qualified. It's not experts. It's kind of people who are be really good on a podcast because you have to have the energy. You kind of have to, you kind of have to be able to, you know, elaborate a lot more because some people they're really smart, but they don't have that personality kind of drive a, a 45 minute conversation. It's just too tiring. Yeah. So it would it would be it would feel like we're kind of like you know uh, uh, trying to squeeze uh, blood from a stone. Um, and then the third bit, third one actually yeah. is um, honestly was getting over the fear of just seeing yourself and talking and your own and hearing your own voice. David and I both hate our voices, so I I have a very I have a higher pitch voice than what I assume I should have, and David sometimes sounds like he's falling asleep even when he's like fully awake and really excited. So sometimes we're just like talking. I'm like, Hey David, you sound like you're dead. And he's like, you sound like a little boy. So we just, we just had to remind each other that, Hey, deepen your voice, David, up your pitch, sound a little bit more excited. So yeah, it, it's different. It's difficult. 
I, I've been trying to learn right about this craft, uh, and I I consume things like the uh, books, uh, podcasts about how to do a podcast, YouTube videos as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's where editing comes in, right? Uh, because you you I mean, there's many styles you can do it, and that's why I like it in the way that you have uh, kind of creative control on how the production, uh, mm-hmm. the end product is going to be like. And there's no right or wrong. It's not like a yeah. math, right? One plus one it goes to two, so you can do it many ways. Um, and uh, that's where people do like mixing sound sound mixing uh, sound design just to uh, make sure that uh, it doesn't sound mm-hmm. so mundane uh, for, for the podcast so there are many things you can do about that um, I had something in my mind now I forgot um, yeah I want to say that yeah, the, the right guess I, I also read somewhere that uh, in my in my my research about doing a podcast, you can have very high profile names, names that will probably give you uh, like a lot. Of, it's, it's, mm-hmm. It gives you clickbaits, people click. But if they this if this A list guests do not bring in their A game, um, yeah. they don't do prep work, they don't really care, they don't go over the edge to explain and elaborate. Uh, they're not hundred percent focused on giving the conversation. Uh, it could just end up being shit. Yeah, I agree. Well. That's I agree. how I feel about it. So yeah, so I I. For me, I care about the preparation. I want to give mm-hmm. my guests the due respect. I want to do proper research. I want to know bits about them, what they tell the what the the profile mm-hmm. that they the public profile. Uh, I want I want to dig in right on things that uh, maybe they don't tell the world about themselves. So I think that's that's where I want to give uh, because I respect the time. I, I don't want to, and I also respect people listening in. Right? Uh, if 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 all that we discuss can be found on LinkedIn page, then why do I want to do this podcast? Right? There's nothing new about it. Um, that's why I think. Um, yeah. Any any other interesting things when you tell people <laughs> that you do you run a podcast? What are the strange things they say? They say, "Oh, you're famous now," or, or you know, like what, what do they say? What's the, what's the most common assumption uh, that they have about you when you tell the most them that common you run assumption a is that I'm a massive douchebag. I think um, <laughs> that's that's the that's what I that's what I gathered from it. Um, and I think it's because some people kind of overinflate the value of their podcast a little bit. Um, I mean, I'm very honest with you. Like our podcast is literally just a bunch of like two guys making fun of each other and then having like maybe 15 minutes of good conversation and about 35 minutes of us just insulting each other. That's honestly what a podcast is like, right? <laughs> and it, but it's cool. That's, that's what I want to hear. And that's what I think other people who are like us want to hear too, right? Um, I think maybe, yeah. maybe where um, what I've seen, the second most thing I've seen is people are interested in whether I actually learn anything from my podcast. Because again, you, you, if you really think about it, right, where, where the way media worked was you ask questions and you try to pump out a story that people are going to read. Podcasts are actually just having a good conversation and then hoping people find that interesting too, because during that entire podcast, you're actually trying to find out more. You're trying to learn yourself. You're trying to learn about the topic. You're trying to get kind of squeeze really interesting information out yourself versus purely trying to push out, you know, great sound bites only. I think, I think that's how, that's how I see podcasts at least. So people are always interested in like what I kind of learn from that, uh, what I can learn from there. Hey, uh, John, can I actually, can I touch on one point though um, that you made in, in your assessment where sure. you said like sometimes even like, for example, these really high profile guests kind of don't come with, if they don't come with their A game, it's really shitty. Um, I heard really good advice and I keep on forgetting who said this uh, because it wasn't me, um, but it's something that we're going to implement a little bit more on our side as well is 
high profile guests and like really prominent people, business owners or like really like celebrities or who it is, right? They don't have a lot of time. So even if you meet them, if you have access to them, they don't have a lot of time. No one wants to devote 45 minutes to one, one and a half hours unless they like, you know, they're like, oh, cool. I, I don't mind. I, I'm free at this point or, you know, this is really going to be good for my brand. But if you have a small podcast like myself, I know that I'm not going to get Richard Branson to come on for one and a half hours, two hours. He's not going to, he's not going to say yes. But somebody actually said mm-hmm. was what, what they found in their own research and they were doing podcasts was even like really famous people or like really big business people are less likely to say no to, can I have nine minutes of your time, seven minutes of your time? Mm-hmm. Because then they say, you don't have to have a 45 minute podcast. You can do that 45 minutes with someone else. Do a seven-minute podcast with a guy who's really famous or a girl who's really famous. Ask them one or two really big questions you want to ask. They'll engage you for that time, and afterwards they'll say bye, and you'll never hear from them again. But you have your sound bite, and you have your you have your thumbnail that you can create. And I was like, I was like, who does that? And then I, was, I kept on thinking about it because I'm like, that's actually right. Because I would say yes to seven minutes if I even if I didn't want to do something. Someone says, hey, can I have seven minutes? I'm like all right, I guess I got seven minutes. I can drink a coffee and talk to you. And then I'm like, okay, cool. A, a, a really prominent person might say yes to seven minutes versus like, you know, 45. So I think th- that could be a way to do it. Yeah. Thank, thank you for that suggestion. Uh, I might just try that. Uh, I also think people buy into your why, right? I, I feel that's, that's how I think about it. Um, and mm-hmm. I think you never try, never know. Um, and uh, what I've also learned and I heard is that uh, you could be surprised by how people uh, how generous people yeah. can be with their time if you yeah. ask nicely on LinkedIn uh, that's what I heard but of course if someone like Richard Branson I think yeah. you've got a lot of gatekeepers before you get to Richard Branson right so, so these gatekeepers will, mm. will, will do their qualification and then you may never get to uh, Richard Branson down the road in the end um, I want to shift gears again and I want to ask um, more about uh, your life as a whole um, I this next things I'm going to say sounds like a mouthful but uh, I want to ask like have you thought about uh, anything that you have done in your life so far that you have done it on your own terms and what do you mean by on your own terms um, well were there times that you did something mm-hmm. or decided on some matter in spite of the odds uh, in the face of opposition against good sense or even you yourself were unsure have you been told that you were crazy or lost your mind? Uh, any decisions that you have made uh, that you were glad that you didn't listen to what mm-hmm. others said? Uh, I know these are not easy questions because we don't think of these questions daily or often. Uh, have you had times when you trusted yeah. your gut or went against the grain? Okay, I, I can answer this question. I just feel, I don't want to think that I'm just pushing the same narrative story all the time. But it was honestly starting sync. Because as I mentioned, right, we kind of retweaked the entire way people do PR. The, the way that I, so again, I'm still testing to see whether everything is right. Because we, we changed what it was initially and it, it's evolved. But when, what I did was, what I thought was quite smart is I'm going to go to other, like people I, I trust, people that are really experienced, people that I, that I value their opinion. And, and kind of sell them on the concept of what we're doing and how we're working and what the changes are going to look like. And get their feedback, you know, change, make changes based on what they shared because they're the experts, right? That I want to, I want, I respect. I got a resounding almost hundred percent, like you're crazy. Don't do it. You know, don't, don't take the risk. You know, it's really stupid. It's not going to work. And a bunch of stuff like that from people that I respect. I still do. I don't disrespect them or anything. And I don't think that they were, they were, 
saying anything that maliciously. They were trying to give me good feedback. If I had listened to them, Sink would have never gotten off the ground. I wouldn't even have tried beyond that. This was literally me saying, hey, let me buy you a cup of coffee. Can we have a, can I, can I get 20 minutes of your time? I want to pitch you an idea and let, I want to get your feedback on it. So I still believe strongly enough in it that even when I got a resounding nose from at least seven to eight people, like uh, all industry, all, all industry, like uh, people with 20 years experience, right? Industry leaders and 20 years experience. Seven, eight people just said, no, you're stupid. I still believe strongly enough and say, okay, what I'm going to do is I can't be discouraged. I'm going to go and try and sell something to someone, see if it works. So then I sold PR to a startup before I even started Sync and said, hey, you're going to get someone at 120 at the cost of an agency who has more experience than 90% of the people that are working in the agency that you're formerly working with. And we're going to get, get you the same output or better. Would you, are you willing to take the risk? And after a little bit of trying and reaching out to people, we kind of found our first couple of clients. It was just me at that point. And I found the first couple of clients and then we, we tested out the model and it worked. It worked. We, there were some, obviously some, some things that went wrong, uh, which is to be expected, but overall everything worked. So I rather let the facts kind of speak for themselves and I kind of let, let my experience, kind of let like testing the market say something without actually uh, letting other people's opinions kind of stop me from trying. Because if I tried and I failed, then maybe Sync would never have existed. But I had enough confidence in myself mm -hmm. and in my idea to kind of take a bit of a risk, you know, jump in, see what happens. If it doesn't work, I can always go backwards. Yeah, spot on. You manage your risk, right, in that sense. Uh, that's how I think about it. Uh, because uh, what's the worst that can happen, right? You, it doesn't work out, you get a job, you have got traction, people in the industry knows you. Um, so so uh, having taking a shot, mm -hmm. I think, is important. And you did that, and, and it's fantastic. And uh, what's your advice for people looking to consider entrepreneurship? Don't do it. It sucks. It's a lot of work. You don't get to sleep. Your relationships suffer and people laugh at you a lot. Um, if, you, if that doesn't scare you off, then go in with, with eyes wide open. I think people always kind of step into it really excited, very passionate, but they don't fully understand, you know, that it's, it's basically you have to give up everything in your life unless you're really well to do. you got a chunk of money and you can afford to hire somebody right from the beginning. I, Majority of entrepreneurs don't have that. I think Singapore is probably in a slightly better position. Singaporeans are in a slightly better position because, you know, it's, they still have stability. They've got a place to live. They're not going to starve. But it's more like, do you have, are you willing to commit um, six, ten years of experience into taking a risk and kind of jumping into something for maybe a year? It could be six months, one year, two years. Then it, it might just all come crumbling down. Sync, in my eyes could end at any time. We've been there for four years. It could fail at any time. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that it will. I'm not saying that we're doing badly. I'm just saying that I'm also cognizant of the fact that any business may fail. You, you're, you're almost never too big to fail, apart from Alphabet, you know, Google, and a few others. Spot on. What has been your favorite failure? Oh, all of them are so much fun. Uh, no, they, they all sucked. Um, okay, I wouldn't say that this is my favorite failure because I had the most fun, but I think it's my favorite failure because 
it was the right thing that happened in the end. So initially, when when we when I started Sync, I didn't start it by myself. I actually had a business partner. Um, that didn't work out. So that it was a f- it was a misalignment on what we wanted to do. But it was also, I think, I don't want to say bad faith, but there was some. I felt like we we went on the same wavelength when it came to what we wanted to achieve because I I, I was maybe a little bit too idealistic and altruistic in kind of what I wanted to achieve. The other person wasn't was very much a, you know, kind of a quick cash grab, which I'm like, I, I wouldn't do that. Like, it wouldn't make no sense. We wouldn't actually make a lot of money from it anyway, right? So I was like, what? So, so you were, you too were not saying, <laughs> oh, right? John, the puns, the puns, the puns. <laughs> I, I, I thought you wow. heard that before. Okay, wow. okay sorry. Oh, wow. um, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Fair sorry. enough, I, I walked into that. it. I walked into it. So, you, so uh, yeah. But okay, fine. We just use the word uh, not a lie. I, I hear you. And how, how did that... Uh, so what happened was we kind of... Um, we had to come to a decision that it, it wasn't going to work out. The company wasn't going to go forward if there were two of us kind of tugging in two completely different directions. And if we didn't have the same kind of... I wouldn't say the best... I, I don't want to be unfair. I wouldn't say the best intentions in mind, but I think it was the right intentions for the company in mind. It wouldn't be... It wouldn't work. So, I mean, we're talking months and months of in, like time invested. I, me pumping in money for, to push the company in a different direction. I didn't want to go in as well. So a lot of my savings went into like, I wouldn't say wasted, but it was kind of wasted. Like we just, it, you, I just had to write it off as they're going to cost the business. Um, <clears throat> so basically what happened was we had to, we had a, we had a split. Basically, I was like, listen, it's not going to work. Um, I'm going to like, you know, you, I'm going to take sync in this direction and sync is my baby from now on. This is what it is. So it was a failure in that sense, right? You, you invested all the time and money into something and then you kind of just had to break off and do it, do it yourself. And then that's how I became from being a co-founder to a founder and a solo entrepreneur. Um, but, and I look back at it now and I look at everything that we've achieved in four years. I mean, I, I'm really glad it happened. Because it's that's that became my favorite mistake. That became my favorite failure. Like I, I'd rather have made that mistake then versus making it now and then like kind of flushing four years down the drain. I've had uh, guests uh, who I think have some kind of similar stories, uh, and and I also I can relate to that. So uh, and thanks for being candid and sharing about that. And I also think that correct me if I'm wrong it's not about right or wrong but it's just about different perception uh, different intentions mm-hmm. different ideas of how to run a business and it's and some some things like that is never uh, right or wrong um, who has a higher moral high ground and all that it's not about that I think people different people have different perception yep. of running a business and um, sometimes you don't know it until you get the business together some people could just mm-hmm. be better as friends uh, drinking and talking about business uh, and, and, and because they don't have the same idea of running a business together they don't have the same vision of a business together then that could be very terrible down the road there could be a lot more heartaches uh, more tension down the road and that's mm-hmm. not going to be good for anybody so it's a difference of opinion and, and it doesn't mean that it's a right or wrong thing so I, I totally understand that and that's also why it's yeah. tricky right? because there's no right or wrong everyone is right in their own way uh, if you put yourself in the person's shoe, the other person's shoes, the person could mm-hmm. be think hundred percent right as well. Um, so yeah, I hundred percent relate to that. Um, I also want to mention this fact, right? That uh, you, 
are a Chinese, uh, but you are born in Sri Lanka. Yep. You were brought up in Sri Lanka. Tell us a bit about that. I, I Before I talked to you, I never knew that there was a Chinese community in Sri Lanka. So tell us about that. Tell us a bit more about that. There's a Chinese community in every single country around the world. I, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just true. They're like everywhere. <laughs> fair enough, right? fair enough. Yes. <laughs> There's a yeah, Chinatown, Chinatown wherever yeah, you go. Yeah. 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 It's uh, true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I just <laughs> didn't know that I would. There are a few of us uh, here. Singapore. Actually, oddly enough, I know, I know of a couple more as well um, that are here. Um, I mean, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was very different. I grew up during a very different time. So I kind of grew up during the civil war. Uh, so I didn't even realize that, I didn't know. So if you don't, if you if you only grew up in one kind of way, you only realize that this is your this is your life. This is kind of way it works, right? I didn't have a I didn't have like a scary life. I like like quite a nice life. Um, my my family lived in a good part of town. Like we were, we were all kind of good, but there's always an underlying sense of fear and like you know um, stress kind of happening in in Sri Lanka at every given time. Now Sri Lanka is going through a bunch of shit as well, so that's awesome. Um, I, I grew up I grew up in a in a in a different mentality versus what you can say in Singapore. So I'm Chinese, but I never really identified too much with being Chinese. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not. I'm. I don't think I'm anti-Chinese in any sense. But I didn't grow up in that same kind of Chinese identity because a lot of Singaporean Chinese I speak to, they have some form of Chinese identity, even if it's not like China, it's Chinese of some sort, right? I didn't have a lot of that. Yeah. And so it's, it was, it's, it was a challenge kind of coming here to Singapore, getting used to a country that was fundamentally very safe, extremely, extremely safe, very, very um, progressive, at least from an economic standpoint. But also, and, and I, I don't say this in an insulting way, but Singapore is still a very young country. Y'all are still learning about cultural and, and socio socioeconomic social issues as a society and as a, as a population. Sri Lanka for being kind of backwards and economically really bad was a lot more developed from a cultural and social standpoint. So that was a big difference when I came there as well, because I'm looking at things that super highly developed country, society, societally also a little bit underdeveloped in a certain way. So like thinking like it's, mm -hmm. it's a super interesting dynamic that I didn't understand because I was 21, 22 when I came to Singapore. I didn't know anything. I was just like, oh, wow, so different. I'm going to try and make friends. I couldn't make friends with anyone because nobody understood what I was trying to do, trying to say. And then it became this weird thing where I was, I was in a completely foreign country where I looked like everybody else, but I was in completely foreign country. I might as well be on Mars. My first, my first couple, of, my first year or so was like a struggle in that sense. Yeah, uh, in respect of time, uh, I just want to thank you for your time mm. uh, to be here speaking with us uh, about uh, your business, about your podcast, about your upbringing, uh, and yeah, we we hope to speak soon. Uh, I will now. Uh, All right, hey, thanks, John. Yeah. <laughs> of course, man. Yeah, for sure. If you're enjoying this podcast so far, kindly do us a big favor by subscribing and following the podcast wherever you're listening or watching this from. Kindly rate, review, and share this podcast if you have found any of the episodes helpful. Lastly, I invite you to share with us your comments and feedback on this podcast. Let us know how we can do better. You can direct message me on LinkedIn. My profile is John Lim CY. 
or email johnlimcy at gmail.com. I will read and reply every one of your emails. Till then, speak soon. 